working. Now, children, gather around and watch the wonders of life, the beauty of Mother Nature. Hmm, now I know how all those white women must have felt. Welcome to Going Down to South Park, the podcast where we have ourselves a time. This week we're here to review the fifth episode of all time. It is an elephant makes <laughs> love to a pig. I am Dando. I am Guy and uh, yes, welcome to another episode of Boy We Did Things Differently in the 90s. Um, or this was the late 90s, wasn't it? I'm, I'm assuming. This, 1997, uh, September 10th. 1997, a very different time, you might say, based on uh, some of the gags that uh, are in this particular episode. For sure. Now, I just want to start by saying that if Trey and Matt had their way, we would be reviewing episode <laughs> titled, An Elephant Fucks a Pig. But we're not allowed to do that. No, because uh, as the um, as uh, Mr. Stone and Mr. Parker point out on the little fireside chat uh, that was included on the DVDs uh, for this episode... If an elephant's on top of the pig, it wouldn't be making love to it. It'd be fucking it. By the way, I don't know if we've talked about um, this on the South Park podcast or any other mm-hmm. podcast we do, and there are so many of them. But uh, Parker and Stone recently signed a deal with Paramount or some huge uh, media mm-hmm. conglomerate to make, what, another nine seasons of... Um, 14 movies as well. Nine seasons and 14 movies with the... Of, of South Park, uh, the deal is somewhere close to a billion dollars. Let's get, let's get the exact total up. All right, let's get this because it's a pretty and they use that money to do what this week, Mister Davis? Did you notice? They bought Casa Bonita. Yeah, <laughs> cool. <is> that <laughs> that's fantastic. I'm just looking up now. So South Park deal. Trey, Trey Parker and Matt Stone have signed a new deal to extend South Park through to season thirty, uh, making fourteen original made for streaming movies as well, exclusively for Paramount Plus. And it is worth nine hundred million US dollars. Six more seasons. Yeah, I want to make. I'm pretty sure it was the season three. It's one to make sure it's not nine. It's six more seasons and fourteen movies. Nine hundred million US dollars. That is insanity. But well oh done, well done to Trey and Matt. Get that paper, as they say, or get the mm. bag. I there's all manner of uh, euphemisms for getting paid these days. I'm partial to get that paper, but uh, look. Matt and Trey getting paid. Um, I read a good interview with Stone actually, where he talked about you know the uh, some of the specifics of the deal, and how he was saying that he and he and Trey are yeah pretty much set for life already. What they'll be doing with this money is yeah just uh, investing it in new projects and um, projects other than South Park as well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with. Hopefully, a new Broadway play of some kind. That'd be cool. Hopefully. Have you ever have you seen Book of Mormon? I have not. Oh, yeah, I saw it in London. It was great. Yeah. Oh, for real. Oh, it was amazing. I think it was like a, a birthday present from Nicola when we went to England once or something. Yeah, awesome times. <laughs> Speaking of awesome times, uh, an elephant makes love to a pig. We should yeah, probably so let's, use it. Let's let's get into it, shall we? Yeah, we'll use its official title as opposed to its F title. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just start by saying that this episode was mental? There is so much to unpack. This is. In my opinion, the wackiest, most insane the, the show has been to date. It was just <laughs> fucking out there, man. Obviously, the, the theme of the episode being uh, a combination, mostly 
a piss take of genetic engineering. That's the basis of the whole episode. But we also have the little mm. subplot with Stan and his sister Shelley, who makes her first appearance as well, and the little sibling rivalry there, which was actually based on Trey's real life sister Shelley. She used to beat him up when he he was a kid. And various oh, dear scene, God. various <laughs> scenes throughout the episode were real life things that had happened to him. So she used to cover for him and then beat him up as a result. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the giant Stan. So that was actually a play on he used to fantasize and dream about a giant version of himself beating up his own sister. <laughs> so that's where the giant clone of Stan came from the idea for that but yeah this episode was just it. like you said we did things a different way in 1997 I, I, I'm going to use a word here that shouldn't be used I don't think ever but retard right gets used mm. twice in this episode and I don't cringe at much but even for South Park I can't think that Trey and Matt would look back on this and go Oh, well, yeah, I'm happy that we use the word retard. I don't think that word needs to be used ever, particularly in the way that, in which it's used in this episode. I wasn't offended by it, but I sort of went, oh, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those ones where you kind of tug it on the collar a bit. Yeah, yeah. when, when yeah. they said he's the retarded kid, I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it's funny because in the scenes leading up to that where the uh, the four kids and the elephant are at the bus stop waiting for the bus. There's a lot of dreadful attitudes and phrases being thrown back and forth, uh, all being spouted by kids who clearly don't know any better. They're mimicking stuff that they've heard. Either they've heard it on TV or radio or whatever, or, God forbid, they've heard their parents or some adults saying it, or mm-hmm. you know, or, may- or maybe teenagers who <laughs> probably don't know what it means either. And they got me thinking, okay, well, that's being fairly true to life in that regard. I mean, God knows how many times when you were a kid, you probably said stuff designed to be at, designed to outrage, or you just, you wanted to get a rise out of your mates or or shock someone or whatever. And I, I imagine that's what uh, Parker and Stone are doing here. Oh, that's what kids are like, and they're presenting kids in that fashion. But are they perpetuating a vicious cycle by having popular South Park characters say these things, even though it's meant as satire or meant as a fair representation of ignorant kids? Are they nevertheless sort of infecting a whole new generation of kids who probably shouldn't be watching South Park because it's for <laughs> it's for grown-ups or grown-ups or the rest of development? Are they, uh, in fact, perpetuating a vicious cycle? I don't know. I wonder how many kids... I think I fell into this category for a little while as well. How many kids were allowed to watch South Park at the beginning because the parents hadn't realised that this animated show wasn't for kids? Because there weren't many adult-based animated series before South Park. So I think a lot of us who were eight, nine at the time when the show first came out got away with watching that first season because I went through, looked at the episodes today and went, I don't think I watched many episodes after season two. And I think I don't think it's because I outgrew the show. I think it's because I remember my mum just saying, no more South Park. You just weren't allowed to watch it anymore. <laughs> so I think for that first season in particular, a lot of my generation remember it and watched it because we were allowed to, because our parents yeah. hadn't realised yet. So I, I do think that the word retard, whilst this show is intended for adults, I still don't think that they, even if it was intended for adults, I still don't think Trey and Matt as people, they would not They would never regret anything they did. But I feel like now, even like now, do you think they'd use the word retard now? Oh, no, absolutely not. And I'm a kid who grew up in the 70s and 80s. I probably used it back then. Um, we all, and we all I, I say I say to my shame and regret, yeah, but... Uh, that's not saying the show is wrong for doing it. I just went, oh. It's usually South Park 
nothing gets me. But if all the shit, it's funny, all the crazy shit that happened on South Park so far in season one, none of the moments made me go, ooh, that's going to annoy some people as much as what hearing those words being used did. With South Park not being for kids or not really for little kids, it's <laughs> it's got some fairly grown-up stuff in there. I'm reminded of a, a show that came out a few years later in the early 2000s uh, called Wonder Chosen. It was sort of a piss take on Sesame Street and all that kind of things. You know, it had puppets and all that, but it was just really the grossest, grimiest, gross-out humour. <laughs> um, but every episode it would um, have a little warning card, like a, you know, with a big red warning on it. This is what it said. Wonder Chosen contains offensive, despicable content that is too controversial and too awesome for actual children. <laughs> <laughs> the stark, ugly, profound truths Wonder Chosen exposes may be soul-crushing to the weak of spirit. If you allow a child to watch this so, you are a bad parent or guardian. Wow, I'm going to Google. <laughs> one, I, the name rings about Wonder Chosen. Is that what it's called? What, Wonder Chosen with a, with a Z. Wonder Chosen. Okay, Chosen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do not remember this at all. No. I don't know if it, I don't know if it played in Australia much at all. I imported the DVDs back in the day. I'd read about it in some magazine and thought, "Oh my yeah, god, yeah. that sounds that sounds rad," and it's very absurd and very confrontational. Um, <laughs> very late nineties, is it? Very late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but that aside. I just thought this was so funny. It was the first appearance of, as I said, Shelley, Stan's sister, Stan's <laughs> mum as well. Also, the first appearance of Dr. Mephisto and his little friend. So, tell the listeners. It's funny because we just did a review of Trias of Horror 13 for The Simpsons, which had the island of Dr. Hibbert. So, mm. Dr. Mephisto is a play on who, Mr. Davis? Dr. Mephisto is a play on uh, on Dr. Moreau, uh, but particularly the version of Dr. Moreau played by uh, Marlon Brando in the mm. 1996 film The Island of Dr. Moreau, an adaptation of the classic novel by H.G. Wells. Uh, yeah, that movie is a bit of a uh, bit of a weird one, as is the way some 25 years down the line people are now looking at going, oh. <laughs> that movie we had, it was it really that bad? And you look at it and some of it actually is that bad, but some of it is actually kind of strange and entertaining and groundbreaking and unusual in, in some interesting ways, uh, particularly Marlon Brando's performance in The Island of Dr. Moreau. So, yeah, but I think that's Parker and Stone paying tribute, a.k.a. taking the piss. Yeah. <laughs> um, Another couple of facts I saw on the wiki page I thought were interesting were that the dialogue that the giant mutant Stan uses was actually inspired by a character in the MTV show How's Your News that was actually created by Stan or Parker and Stone produced it. Uh, okay. According to Parker and Stone, the character could only say phrases like uh, Bubba Chup, Bubba Chewy Chomp uh, and both men took turns voicing mutant Stan to sound the same way. So okay. they both voiced the <laughs> character. Speaking of voices, I and this is actually in regards to one of my favourite moments. So... Trey Parker voiced Elton John in this episode, singing the song with <laughs> Chef. Did such a good job that people thought that Elton John actually made a guest appearance. So much, I thought it was actually one of my favorite moments. I thought Trey Parker as Elton John was unbelievable. <laughs> I did like the fact that they uh, gave a shout out to one hit wonder Canadian band Loverboy. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even though. Um, the way, well, the first time you hear it, that I think it's uh, Dr. Mephisto singing, um, yeah, Pig and Elephant DNA Just Won't Splice. I'm like, sounds a bit more like Aerosmith, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but still very happy that Loverboy got a shout out. <laughs> now, the scene in the cafeteria, 
You might be wondering, why did that scene look a bit odd when they were having a go at Pip? That's actually because they used a scene that was cut from the original pilot of Cut Me Against the Enterprise. So, it's noticeable when they do a front-on shot of Cartman. He looks very strange, and it's because he's the, the actual paper cutouts that they used from the first episode. <laughs> now, that. Pip says in this scene, they ask him, what kind of name is Pip anyway? And he says, my father's name, or my father's family name being Pirip, and my Christian mm-hmm. name being Philip, my infant tongue, is identical to the opening line of the Charles Dickens novel, Great Expectations, which Indeed. is narrated by its protagonist, Pip. The fourth season episode, Pip, is a parody and comedic retelling of the novel and stars Pip, <laughs> who assumes the role of his namesake. Indeed. My favourite Charles Dickens novel is, in fact, Great Expectations. So, yes. Oh, um, there you go. Um, I'm, I always kind of liked Pip, but um, I, I think I especially liked him for just his use of the term lunchy munches. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought in this episode more so than others, they've really handed him up to be that annoying guy. Like, it, Oh, yeah. He's done nothing wrong, but he's, he was too happy. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, look, any anyone who uses the phrase lunchy munchies probably deserves a bit of a slap. Yeah, in a bit of trouble. <laughs> and getting back to the animation, so in order to illustrate the aftermath of the destruction scenes for when the clone was going crazy, Parker and Stone smudged the paper sets with their fingerprints and stains to make them look like the scorch burns. Very inventive. Yeah, I love, that's what I love hearing all those kind of stories about South Park. It's a lot of people see it as this crash show, but no, fuck. They were like ahead of their time in regards to how, how TV was produced. I mean, one week to make an episode, that's insanity. Oh, very much so. The guys are clearly workers. Yeah, definitely. Especially Trey. I feel like Matt rocks up when he feels like it. Trey's just like constantly living the, the lifestyle. Folks, if you wanted a bit of a in, a bit of a glimpse behind the scenes of the Four Finger Discount Network, Brendan Dando is the Trey Parker, <laughs> and I'm I'm the Matt Stone. <laughs> if only we got the other uh, that Patreon uh, the Patreon that Paramount money. <laughs> oh, good lord! Well, early days yet. It's a coming. It's a coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Davis, what was your favourite moment from An Elephant Makes Love to a Pig? I've mentioned one of mine was the Elton John parody. What, what are yours? I believe I might have already mentioned mine. Yeah, okay. just two, what was it? Two words, lunchy munches. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. I loved every time Cartman goes, I'd be like, hey, <laughs> get in the kitchen, get me some food. I was just oh, so just incredibly his- sexist, but it just sounds, just every time, hey. <laughs> I'll be like, hey. <laughs> and I must admit, we look, I don't think either of us were yeah, fans of the, oh, that's the new retarded kid gag. But I must admit, um, the bus driver's uh, sort of sheepish reaction oh, well, I'm sorry, little girl. I must admit, I did get a laugh out of that. At the um, elephant, yeah. I really loved her. So. Cartman says, if some girl tried to tell me what to do, I'd be like, hey. And he says something. And she goes, sit down. He goes, yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> I, I, I do love that Cartman just folds like a deck chair at oh, any, so good. any resistance. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and I also liked the reveal of the monkey with four asses. <laughs> <laughs> His fixation on the extra butts is um, yes, a, a constant delight, a constant Very joy. Good. Okay, now let's try to get an answer from someone who's not a complete retard. Trivia for an elephant makes love to a pig. My first question is, how mm-hmm. long was the elephant supposed to take to arrive to Carl's doorstep? That's, I want to say four to six weeks, but it arrived in three. 
Is it four to six? I had 46 written here. <laughs> Not four oh. to six. <laughs> but four to six makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking about that because I, well, I just yeah. watched the episode today and yep. the stuff that I had ordered or requested, two things that I'd ordered or requested arrived on the same day. So it just felt like Christmas. And I was like, oh, there's nothing better. I mean, I was, I was working at my workstation this morning, looking out onto the street and saw the Australia Post delivery van. It actually pulled up outside my house. I'm like, oh, parcel time, parcel time. <laughs> but really, they were clearly just looking at their, uh, at their GPS or their Google Maps or whatever because they did not get out and give me anything. This happened a little bit later, but right now I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I it's like, I haven't ordered anything, but it could be delivering someone else's mail. <laughs> I uh, I hate it though when you are expecting something and you get home from work and it's your letterbox is empty. Oh god, there's nothing. Like, there. well, oh I'm, man, I was about to say there's nothing worse. I'm pretty sure there's something worse. There's but- a few things worse than that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All what's right. Your first question. Uh, according to Mr. Garrison, you should slap his ass and call him what? Charlie. Charlie. Yes, and it's a spank, I believe, not smack. Oh, okay. But that was one of the lines that always just stuck with me. Spank my ass and call me Charlie. Isn't this exciting? Okay. <laughs> I bet you I bet you trotted that out on the playground the next day at school. Yes, definitely. Yep. <laughs> my next question is, what was playing on the TV when Shelly smashed Dan over the head with it? Was it Jesus and Pals? Yeah. Is it Jesus and Friends? Or <laughs> Jesus' show, regardless, yeah. Yeah, the Jesus show. But I'm pretty sure Jesus and Pals. Okay. All right. Uh, my next question for you, and honestly, I don't have that many, so I'm going to have to be. <laughs> I'm have to get inventive. Um, what time does Mother Nature turn from beautiful to ugly? That's one of my questions. Nine thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my final question is now that you have taken that last one from me. Is what uh, was written on the poster behind Chef this week? Of course, I was looking away when that happened. Uh, no, you're going to have to tell me. It is milk is yummy. <laughs> well, he's not incorrect. No, not at all. No. What's, what's your What's your favourite type of milk? Nicola mm. has soy milk because she's allergic to not allergic, but she has a reaction to dairy. Well, I am not lactose intolerant, so just regular ass milk. I've tried other kinds of milks. I didn't mind almond. I don't think I've had that much soy. What about skim milk? Are you a skim milk? Mm, well, I don't. I don't have that much regard for my well being or my body, so I just I tend to go full <laughs> fat when I do have milk though, because my I mean I. I will have the odd latte when I go out, but mostly I have my coffee black. I don't so... normally drink milk, but when I do, I go regular ass. <laughs> that is correct, sir. <laughs> I do remember having almond milk at least once or twice, thinking, eh, look, if it came down to it and you know I had to go vegan or whatever, I could probably live with almond milk, but there's nothing like the real thing, baby. Nothing yep. like fresh from the teat. Well, that is trivia for Alan Elephant Makes Love to a Pig. We'll be right back after this short break with our full in-depth review. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Four Finger Discount, you can show your support by joining the family at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Here you'll get ad-free early access to all of our shows, Zoom calls with Guy and myself, as well as bonus podcasts such as Tales of Futurama and Guy on Springfield, where we go back and revisit classic episodes from the first 10 seasons. So go ahead and join the family today at patreon.com slash discount. The original air date of An Elephant Makes Love to a Pig was September 10th, 1997, and it was written by Trey, Matt, and for the first time we had a newbie onto the show writing an episode. It wasn't just Trey and Matt. This one was also written by Dan Sterling. Dan Sterling? 
Yes. Do you know Dan Sterling? Sounds I was about to say, that name does sound vaguely familiar. Might have to yeah, he's written various little... shows. He's written on uh, the, uh, the Office. He's written on King of the Hill. Um, he's written for the Daily Show with John Stewart as well. Sarah Silverman program. Yeah. So yeah, oh, had his, there we had go. his name out there, out and about. Nice work, Dan. Yes, but the episode kicks off with the boys at the bus stop, and Stan has a black eye. They question him about it, and uh, explains how his sister is an evil bitch and she keeps bashing him up. <laughs> and we get the very first Cartman just sexist rant. That sucks you get your butt kicked by a girl, Stan. I would never let a woman kick my ass. If she tried anything, I'd be like, Hey, you get your bitch ass back in the kitchen and make me some pie. My parents don't even believe that she beats me up. They think she's all innocent and sweet, but I know that she's an evil bitch. Be a man, Stan. Just say, Hey, women, you shut your mouth and make babies. He's he's trotting out every possible misogynistic cliches and it's make babies make breakfast make pie yep. <laughs> that's a yeah barefoot and pregnant i think barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen is how carpen likes them so yes a, a, the regular reminder that no one really needs but carpen's not the hero kids <laughs> i like to think that to me the way those lines were delivered it sounded like to me that trey was just improving them he'd be like hey and he'd like try and think of something on the spot. <laughs> I reckon they probably just he probably sat there for an hour just saying a bunch of mm. really bad shit, and they just picked the ones that weren't as offensive. <laughs> it does. It does have that energy, doesn't it? It definitely does. Cartman mentions that he's got a pot belly pig because they got small poop. His mum wouldn't let him have the elephant. Uh, Kyle has an elephant. Yeah, it's, uh, the reveal the elephant. Hey, Kyle, what's the elephant? Oh, you mean this one? <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> yeah. He says he's ordered it in from Africa. Why did he order it in if he knew his mum wasn't going to let him anyway? He goes, it's supposed to be in four to six weeks. It's here in three days. Well, that's, that's cool. No, it's not because my mum won't let me have him. I'm like, then why did you order it at all? <laughs> <laughs> because we're dealing with, what are they in the third grades? Are there seven or eight-year-olds here? Something like that. But this was the first episode where they acknowledged that Kyle is the, uh, the smart one. Ah, right. Oh, that's right, because they, yeah, they mentioned that he's an A-plus student a little bit later on down the line. Yeah. Still, even A-plus students will probably fall prey to, you know, ads they had in the back of comic books, like, this is me showing my age as I want to do, but, you know, reading comics back in the uh, 70s and early 80s, there'd be these ads in the back for, like, sea monkeys. I remember ordering sea monkeys once. Never came. The, the ad made them look like, oh, my God, they're these cool little creatures. You know, they've got... Faces and personalities, and oh, it's going to be such fun watching them. And then you order them, and they're like brine shrimp. They're yeah, like, you, have um, like, you have like a magnifying glass; you can still barely see them. Yeah, it's like is this a bag of plankton? Did I order a bag of plankton? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that Kyle was probably looking at the back of you know an issue of the Amazing Spider-Man or whatever, and uh, thought, "Oh boy, an elephant! That's great." <laughs> either, either that, or he won a radio contest. True. I mean, I must confess, I was thinking of our pal Stampy. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I think I prefer Stampy over this elephant. I think Stampy had a little more personality than this elephant. Hey, wait a minute. What is that thing? Uh, oh, th- this is the new retarded kid. Oh, I'm sorry, little girl. But you still can't get on. You have to take the special ed bus. Boy, it looks like you're not welcome anywhere, elephant. See ya. If a woman ever gave me crap, I'd say, Hey, you gotta do my laundry. Shut down, kid! Yes, ma'am. And I like to think that the introduction later on down the line of both Timmy and Jimmy 
is a bit of a way of making amends uh, for some of these earlier gags, perhaps. Though, at the same time, I'm pretty sure Parker and Stone aren't sort of like... Nah, I don't, I don't feel like they regret anything they do. They just could go, mm-hmm. oh, well, we'll just do things differently now. Yeah, let's be a little more inclusive. And, and they're not being actually that... Um, heavy-handed about it, I don't think. It's just, you know, let's... It was know, just sad at the Throw time. some more characters into the mix. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're now at school. Mr. Hatt is explaining genetic engineering. <laughs> and I didn't realise that this bully kid, Terence, was the son of Dr. Mephisto. Nor did I. But have we seen Terence that much again in the show? I mean, since, I know we... Since these episodes. Yeah. Oh, I, I, actually, I actually can't remember. That's why I'm enjoying going back and revisiting these episodes. I don't really yeah. know, remember too much, but yeah. Yeah, because his two sidekicks or offsiders or whatever are the ones the, who... The, the, the one that always makes the gay jokes. It's like saying everyone's gay. <laughs> it's gay. Yeah, so that's them. But yeah, Terrence, I don't think we'd seen before. And I don't know... I'm not sure if we see him again after this. We might have to do a little sure. research. And, yeah, but uh, in the meantime, but yes, interesting to... Uh, see this very evil-looking student uh, uh, posing up uh, uh, as an adversary or a nemesis for Kyle and the gang. I'd be surprised, I'm surprised if you didn't see him again because they are really building him up as like the arch-nemesis of the group, aren't, aren't they? Yeah. They are, they are. Anyway, we'll find out. We shall find out. But Kyle mm. asked Mr. Garrison, is it possible to uh, splice the DNA of an elephant in a pig because he wants to make these elephants smaller so you can have pot-bellied elephants? Uh, great idea, by the way. I would totally get one. It is a very good idea because, I mean, this was around the time in the late 90s when little potbelly pigs, little midget pigs, were huge. As I mentioned in the past, a friend of South Park, George Clooney, had one and everyone was like, oh, and this is when Clooney was the man. And it was like, oh, wow, it's like a, like a little pig? That'd be so cute, so awesome. And then people often went and bought, like, just baby pigs, not knowing that they'd grown to huge pigs. They had to buy a very specific, <laughs> yeah, a very yeah, specific they, kind they of pig. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, but I, honestly, a little pot-bellied baby elephant that just stayed it's just you know, tickling its belly would be amazing. Yeah, that stayed like a the size of a cat. Oh man, imagine that! So good. Everyone's excited <laughs> by the prospect of a little pot-bellied elephant, but Terence says, "Nope, bet you I can clone a whole human being before you can clone a, a pig and an elephant." And Kyle takes him up on that bet because Mister Garrison mentions the genetic engineering plant up on top of the hill. So Kyle says, all right, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some blood from Cartman's pig, Fluffy. And Cartman is just not a fan of this at all. (laughs) (laughs) You leave Fluffy alone. Yes, as the kids are all walking out, Mr. Garrison notices the black guy. This was very funny. Forget the music cue. Uh, uh, Stanley, can I talk to you for a minute? Okay. I couldn't help but notice that black eye you have. Are there problems at home? Yes. Oh, dear. Here, Stanley, sit down, have some cocoa, and tell your friend Mr. Hat all about it. I'm your friend, Mr. Hat, Stan. You can tell me anything. Now, who hits you? Is it your father or your mother? Neither. It's my sister. Your sister? Oh, for Pete's sake, don't be such a little wuss. Stop wasting Mr. Hat's time with pansy little foo-foo problems and give me back my cocoa. And it's funny, that because it's nice to have well-meaning adults sort of butting in like, well, things are bad at home, you know, there's always... There's always a supporting old teacher you can talk to. Oh, oh, you little pansy. <laughs> and, I'd, and I'd love Mr. Hat sort of talking, or Mr. Garrison and Mr. Hat talking earlier about, um, uh, you know, how genetic engineering is the best way of creating, correcting God's horrible, horrible mistakes like German people. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Mr. Garrison's great for just slotting in those little racist jokes and things like that, isn't it? Just, they just skim over it. It's, it's done and they don't focus on it. It's just he says it and they move on. 
Yes, and you realise that oh, yes, Garrison really just a dreadful person. So oh, yes, don't a take different person, don't take sure. don't take anything he says seriously. But um, characters, I mean, sitcoms and, and comedies always have to have that character like that, that dreadful character who says the gags or says the things that are just terrible and uh, you know indefensible, but also kind of funny. Yes, <laughs> Stan arrives at home and Shelley just bashes him. I, I don't know, but the, the whole bashing scenes, I just thought. That just didn't work for me. She's so cruel. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that, almost. It, yeah, it's almost a little too mean. I don't know. But she, she's bashing him because he. She thinks he's making fun of her head gig. She just got head gear from the dentist. <laughs> Cartman here. So she throws him through the window. The kids are all waiting at the front. Hey, listen, Missy. <laughs> how about you knit me a sweater? <laughs> she uh, again. She yells at the window. Who said that? Points at Kenny. Yeah. So it's so, so great about Cartman. He just he likes to act tough. <laughs> oh actually, god, yeah. He's actually a chicken shit. Habitual shit stirrer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The boys then all arrive at the genetic engineering plant. They're all scared at the front, contemplating whether they should walk in or not. And Cartman says, That's it, I'm out of here, I'm taking Fluffy with me. You're not gonna be doing this to Fluffy. And then Mr. Mephesto arrives. I like the way Kenny closes his jumper because he's scared. Hey, hey, Dr. Mephesto to you. What did I say? I said Mr. Did I? Yeah, Dr. Mephesto, yes, Dr. Yeah, Mephesto. He didn't, he didn't spend six years at mad scientist school just to be called Mr. Pal. I know. I'm so sorry, Mr. F- Mr. Uh, Dr. Mephesto. <laughs> so he likes the idea of splicing the pig and the elephant because, well, his first thought was giant pigs, but no, small elephants <laughs> is a better idea. He introduces everyone to the animals all with the four, the four asses. <laughs> it's great the way they directed it though because there's the music playing, the eerie music, but when he says four asses, music stops. It's like punchline. <laughs> and, he did, and he's just got all these piss-weak gene splicing experiments that are... Not working. Not, not great. Not really going to be um, accepting a Nobel Prize anytime soon, Dr. Mephisto, I don't think. Which the designs of these creatures were all... Are creatures that Trey used to uh, doodle at school. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, the kids want to see some animals besides ones with four asses, and he shows the fish with the, the rabbit ears when it's actually just hanging on and stuff like that. Pig and elephant DNA just won't splice. Haven't you ever heard that song by Loverboy? Which song is that? Pig and elephant DNA just won't splice. However, maybe I could help you add a few asses to that swine of yours. But he ends up taking a bit of Stan's blood, which freaks the kids out, and they all race away. <laughs> I do like it um, as they're all hitting, as they're all uh, scarpering away. You can hear uh, Fluffy going, wait, 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 wait. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't notice <laughs> yeah. that. That's good. You hear a little squeak, 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 which I thought was quite charming. We're now back from commercial. So these Jewish kids again, did you see? Did you hear them this time? No. In the cafeteria. So, whenever they go to the cafeteria and it's a panic shot at the start, you see these two little, I'm a, I think they're Jewish kids, sitting at the table. And this week, because last time he was complaining about having gas or, or something about his ass, this time he starts and goes, this gas is just hurting my anus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm, and everyone's, I'm, I'm like, gonna... yeah, everyone's like, yeah, man, that's pretty fresh. Like, there's, 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 <laughs> these two little kids. Next, next, go back and watch the episode. Yeah, this gas is just hurting my anus. That's what <laughs> Well, I think they they really steered into that when they brought in Kyle's cousin, Kyle, mm. uh, who's just the biggest, baddest Jewish stereotype ever. I mean, every horrible trait sort of thrown into one character and just you know, ramped up to 11. Um, so, yeah, I think Parker and Stone do enjoy doing that. <laughs> they, they ramp everything up. <laughs> they have a go at Pip here. Pip didn't deserve it. I mean, we we spoke before about how he was being a bit too nice, but... Still, that is what nuts on him. French people, 
piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 yeah, I think we've talked about um, about this when we're talking about South Park or talking about The Simpsons or whatever, or or any show. There'll be some person in your life or some character in some show who has genuinely done nothing wrong except just be a little too cheerful, a little too content with their life and show it. Yeah. And, you know, people, and everyday people like you and I, Dando, who are, you know, just going along, working at the job, paying the bills, all this kind of stuff. It's like, what are you going to be so happy about? <laughs> it reminds me of the episode of Seinfeld we reviewed the statue. That's the one. Yes, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. <laughs> so Terrence arrives, confronts the boys, and confronts them with the foot that he's already genetically cloned. Oh my god! <laughs> I, love, I do love his little lucky stupid gay pig. <laughs> <laughs> but the the foot kicks Cartman, and it splashes all the food or what, what's the word? Stomps on the on Pip's plate. All the food goes yeah. everywhere, sprays it around everywhere. The kids then go to talk to Chef for some advice. As he also points out, have you heard that song <laughs> by Lover Boy? It just ain't gonna work. <laughs> But then he stops and goes, that's actually a really good idea. The only way to do so is to get them to make sweet love. And how do we do that, Mr. Davis? Get them good and drunk. <laughs> Stan wants the guys to come over to his house, obviously because he's scared of his sister Shelley beating him up again. Cartman makes fun of him. If some girl tried to kick my ass, I'd be like, hey, why don't you stop dressing me up like a mailman and making me dance for you while you go and smoke crack in your bedroom and have sex with some guy I don't even know on my dad's bed. Cartman, what the hell are you talking about? I'm just saying you're just a little worse. That's all. So this Cartman right here, dress me up like the mailman. What, what is <laughs> make, going on at Cartman's house? Uh, uh, <laughs> make me dance while you go smoke crack and have sex with some guy I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, talking about a story that his mum does. Yes. Pretty full on. <laughs> Why are they dressing him up like the mailman? <laughs> um, what's Cartman's mum's name again? I want to say it's not Lurleen. Um, I'll find out. I can't remember. Apologies, sisters. I should know that. Cartman's mum's name is Leanne Cartman. Leanne. Yes, yeah, not Lurleen. That's, <laughs> she's the country singer from The Simpsons, I believe. Lurleen Lumpkin. Uh, that's right. But uh, I think in, in the South Park movie and Big Longer and Uncut and all throughout the season, or definitely throughout these early seasons of the show, yeah. yes, they make it pretty clear that, well, as... Um, <laughs> as the finale says. <laughs> as, 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 as the title explains, Cartman Mum is a dirty slut. <laughs> but the best part is, the- though, that Cartman's oblivious to it. Yeah, true. I think it's in the movie, and forgive me, adult content ahead for uh, listeners, but... Um, I think it's Carl's mum says something about, what the hell is a rim job? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Leanne is very quick to explain, oh, that's when you lift up your legs and someone licks your ass. So, <laughs> but she says it in such a lovely sort of um, almost, you know, um, Mrs. Lovejoy kind of way. <laughs> oh, God bless her. <laughs> hey, she's a woman who knows what she wants and isn't afraid to go after it. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly right. But, yeah, so Cartman's, um, yeah, t- tells his story. Cartman is still protesting, though, about having his pig getting forced to have sex with an elephant. This is where Kyle gives the advice, you know, just say to Kel- uh, say to Shelley, look, you're my sister and I love you. And I bet you that gets through to her and I bet you she'll stop bashing you up. And indeed. And it's time for another uh, instalment of What Did Kenny Say? Because, yes, Kenny yeah. uh, chimes in with something that makes everyone go, oh, gross. Um I thought it might be something else, but then I was actually looking up another line of dialogue for one of my questions, actually, and someone has taken a, a, an, 
<laughs> quite a stab at, uh, de- at uh, determining what, uh, what Kenny is saying there. Apparently, Kenny says, yeah, and watch you fondle your breasts. Oh, that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, yeah, I, I heard Kenny a couple of times mention things here, and I thought, this has to be Guy's bit. What did Kenny say? <laughs> so each, each episode now, writers, our listeners write in, southparkmailbag at gmail.com. Write in, when, when you watch this episode, tell us what you think Kenny said. And the best answers <laughs> will win themselves a prize, Mr. Davis. We'll think about it. The best answer will be yeah. read out in the show to start off with, at least anyway. Southparkmailbag at gmail.com. So whatever episode we're coming up next, watch it in advance. Send us in what you think Kenny said, and you may get your answers read out on the show. Yes, indeed, which is a pretty good prize in and of itself. It is indeed. But he tries it on Shelley. You think she's gotten through? Uh, he's gotten through to her, but no, she just beats him up even more. And he says, don't worry, Shelley. One day I'm going to be bigger than you, and I'll beat the shit out of you. She says, no, never going to be bigger than me, never. <laughs> Terence, we find out now, has cloned a mini Stan. I love the fact that the the Stan clone even has the same clothes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. The boys are now trying to get the elephant and the pig to make sweet love. Oh. They're not having too much luck. They're just getting the pig drunk. The chef arrives and sings a song to help them out. It's always good when we have a chef song. It is indeed, and particularly when he's got a little bit of accompaniment by, who is it, Dando? Uh, Alton Parker. <laughs> you mean Trey John. Gentlemen, Mr. Elton John. Ooh, tonight. Oh, it's right. Ooh, tonight is right for love, love, gravy. Thank you, Elton. Tonight is right for love, love, gravy. The song works, though. Fluffy gets a big smile on her face and she presents for the elephant. <laughs> and then everyone in town, we see their silhouettes. They're all screwing as well. Then we hear what's happening off screen. No now boy. he knows how white women felt. <laughs> <laughs> so the line there about the white women, that was originally something they were timid to ask Isaac to repeat because he didn't say it correctly the first time. They're like, oh, no, it's the, it's the, you know, the, the God of sex. We don't really want to have him repeat lines like this, but he was, he was, more, than happy, he was more than happy to do it. But yeah, I know it's very... Obvious that joke, but it still works. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of it's got to do with Isaac Hayes' delivery. I mean, he I was about to say he can put a spin on something. It's more like he can put a glide on something, you know. <laughs> yeah, I just love him. I just love the way he talks. I just love the sound of that man's voice. We come back and Terence has now got the full stand clone. It's it's alive and well, but unfortunately it escapes. Uh kills one of his frogs, mm. splats it against the wall. Mr. Uh, Dr. Mephesto wants to kill it. So does that mean that Terence's last name is Mephesto, must be. I guess it must be. Yeah, Terence Mephesto, what a name. Anyway, so it escapes, and we get the, no, they're all gay joke again, but the, the clone has escaped <laughs> to, Springfield, uh, to Springfield, to South Park, and it's about to wreak havoc. We are now cut back the following morning, and the elephant and the pig are asleep. Aren't they ever going to wake up? Oh, they will. It's going to be one ugly sight. I thought you said the wonder of Mother Nature was a beautiful thing. Yeah, when does Mother Nature go from beautiful to ugly? Usually about 9.30 in the morning, children. Uh, they ask, is the pig pregnant? They won't know for two days, but unfortunately oh. the <laughs> exam is due tomorrow, so that's not going to work. Dr. Mephesto arrives to inform the kids the clone has escaped, but he needs Stan's help because their brains are identical. Hmm. I, th- I, did, I want to point out here, before we get to the end of this episode, that I thought these stories here were very similar to the last two episodes straight. So we, uh, sorry, Volcano, sorry, and this one. 
So Volcano was the third episode. So you had yeah. Sasquatch getting shot through the head at the end. And in this one, it was the clone just getting shot through the head. I was like, mm. so it's like they make you fall, not fall in love with these characters, but they show you a side of the characters that you're like, oh, this guy's actually all right. And then fucking bang. They're very big on misdirection, our yeah. pals Parker and Stone. I mean, uh, whether it's that or something we're going to get to in a little bit, you think, oh, someone's going to be swayed by a very heartfelt message and all that kind of stuff. No, nah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, not at all. So the clone is just causing absolute havoc throughout uh, South Park. Um, he starts bashing Mr. Garrison, the kids that arrive, and we get the news report. It appears that the horrible, destructive creature is actually eight-year-old Stan Marsh of South Park. When asked why he was wreaking such havoc on his hometown, the little boy replied simply, Me, Stan. Ba-chomp, ba-chooey, chomp, ba-chooey, chomp. Back to you in the studio. Thanks, Tom. Police are requesting that if you see this little eight-year-old boy, you immediately kill him and burn his body. That's all for now. The new supporter voice of South Park is the best. I was about to say, one of my favourite things that uh, that South Park does and the Parker and Stone do is is news reports. Like, Back to you, Tom. Or... <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks Tom great report <laughs> stuff along those lines I just I always find it very very funny the Stan clone invades the Jesus studio I love it Jesus <laughs> <laughs> they then tell Officer Barb Brady still gets out his catchphrase nothing to see here move along it mentions that the kids will be watching too much X-Files because in 1997 the X-Files was besides Seinfeld maybe top three shows of, on, in the world everyone was talking about it and a lot of people were watching it absolutely yeah yep. Do you reckon Simpsons, Seinfeld, X-Files, do you reckon they're the three big 90s shows? Friends transitioned to the 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 2000s. So if you exclude Friends, Um, I mean, Friends started in 94, so you still could include Friends, but if we exclude Friends. It's not talked about much these days, Hmm. but ER Oh, fuck, of course. That was huge, yeah. Yeah, ER was an absolute monster. Which I didn't realise the guy that wrote fucking Jurassic Park did that. Yeah. I mean, people now sort of look at it and go, Oh, wow, it was the George Clooney show or whatever. Clooney getting a few shout-outs this time around. But yeah. even before that, Steven Spielberg, I think, was like one of the producers. Mm. Michael Michael Crichton was one of the creators. And, well, the star of actually was Anthony Edwards, Goose from Top Gun. And Clooney was just some guy who'd been jobbing around and hadn't really hit a big, but was just one of those guys who was just going to be in sitcoms and, and, and dramas forever, nothing that would really make it big. And then... Then he was Batman. Yeah, all of a sudden, the ER was just the yeah, the absolute shit. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that music, my mum watched ER so often that that, that music just brings back so much nostalgia for me. Do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah. Do, do. Oh, I don't think, what would be harder to uh, to hum, the Seinfeld theme or the ER theme? I think ER. <laughs> I think, I I think, think so si- Seinfeld, you can just go, bow, 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 bow. bow. <laughs> yeah, just go, bow, 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 bow. Bow, bow. Yep. Yeah. Do do. Yeah. It's like, do It's like, yeah, are you doing the X Files theme? Is yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, enough about ER. Let's get back to it. At least there's a George Clooney link here. <laughs> Indeed. It, everything. Everything. Uh, everything is connected. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, but yeah. So he, Jimbo and Garrison, they all yell at Stan. Um, they think it's his fault, but it wasn't him. It was the the clone. Stan then starts talking to the clone, and this is where you start feeling for the guy. This this thing has feelings. It's not just a. It's not just rampaging. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's not just a freak of nature. It's literally a. It is a human being. It's a. It's a human clone. So they say to to the clone, you know, or Stan says, you know, I want to bring you home, meet your sister Shelley. So you see Shelley says, no. If you see Shelley, you're gonna kick her ass. Because Shelley's <laughs> bad. Me, me, you good? Me, uh, Shelley bad. Is it me bad? Uh, I think just in the way Trey and Matt voice the character, you just. 
It was like a baby in a human body. You felt so sorry for yeah. it. Yeah, or a bit like a Frankenstein's monster in some regards. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The- didn't ask for this. I didn't ask to be born dead. <laughs> they, um, yeah, but it turns out, though, that not even the clone, the giant clone, can take on Shelly. She just beats the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the, but before that, though, he goes on a little bit of a rampage and knocks Kenny into the microwave. And then after Shelly beats up the clone, the Mephisto arrives and uh, with Terrence and says, this clone is a freak of nature. It was a mistake. I should never have done this and shoots him dead. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh man. Poor clone. Mm. Had a pretty shit ending there. You know, he got to have some fun, causing havoc, gets beaten up by his sister, and then shot dead. But then, as Mephisto says, perhaps we shouldn't toy with God's creations, and maybe he's learned something here. Hmm. Then we get uh, Kenny falling out of the microwave. He's been burnt to death. So it was actually wasn't the clone that killed Kenny. It was the microwave this week. That is correct. Stan's parents then arrive, and they've all been getting told off, or getting told by Jimbo and by Dr. Uh, Mr. Garrison about what Stan's been doing. Obviously, they haven't been watching the news at all. No. <laughs> the kids then leave because Captain has to go eat some pie. They leave Stan with his sister. Uh, Stan, and Stan starts crying. You actually feel sorry for Stan here. It isn't fair. Everybody hates me. The whole town wants me killed. Mom and Dad are going to send me away. I don't want to be sent away. I want to stay here. <laughs> Stanley, what, what in God's name have you been doing? Everybody in town is upset with you, young man. What's going on? Are you on drugs? It's not Stan's fault. Huh? It wasn't Stan. He was... He was with me the whole time. Oh. Well, Stan, we're, uh, we're sorry we jumped to conclusions. Oh, honey, please forgive us, son. And Shelly, in a moment of what you think is redemption, covers for him, but no. Hmm. Oh, well, you know, she has a moment of like, oh, well, she, you know... Say, she does the right thing, I guess. She does. She does the right thing. Away. But, but I think she does it so she can keep Stan around and punish him even further. I was about to say yes. There's a reason. There's a method to her madness for sure. I mean, she does <laughs> like the guy. She does like the guy, but she also likes to beat him up even more. Of course. But <laughs> just Stan's little thing. You know what? You taught me the meaning of family, and I'm like, oh, you need to stop talking, <laughs> man. You need to stop talking. <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> We're now at school. Oh, we get the. So, what do you think of the lawnmower? Because uh, I'm watching this, and Nicola walked past. She's like. What the fuck what? are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it was a little much, but yeah. then again, this whole show is a little much. This whole this whole episode is just, yeah, crazy. So we're now at school and Casey has his weed. <laughs> I want to hear more about Casey and the weed. Then oh, no. I, I love Garrison's just cruelness here. So, Carl, you got that baby? Ah, oh, the pig hasn't had the baby yet. Oh, well, then you get an F. <laughs> Next. <laughs> it's now Terrence's turn to present the five assed monkey. <laughs> the that grunt fi- is great. The, fixa- the fixation on butts. <laughs> it's incredible. It's like Tarantino with feet. That's true. <laughs> then it turns out the pig has had a baby. Does it look like an elephant? No. What does it look like? Mr. Garrison. Oh, I wonder, how, I wonder how that could have happened. Yeah, that was, mm, oh that, was boy. Not, that was not an ending. I, I knew that's how it ended because I remembered that part, but I remember first watching it going, well, that was unexpected. Yes, I had forgotten that that, uh, that was the way things shook out uh, and did find myself sort of shaking my head. Oh, dear God, Garrison. <laughs> yes. He give, ends up giving him first prize as a result and we get the classic That'll Do Pig, That'll Do from Babe, which apparently is one of Trey Parker's favourite films. The man shows good taste. Babe is a lovely movie. Yes, it definitely is. It's one of those really, really feel-good movies, isn't it, of the 90s? That oh. You don't really hear people talking about it anymore. 
Not really, no. And then someone will mention it and everyone goes, oh, that's right, babe. So mm. good. I mean, well, Dando, you and I are regarded as tastemakers as we've, uh, you know, displayed recently with our talk of uh, unwieldy Brendan DVD Fraser. cases and Brendan Fraser. So maybe we're going to spark a bit of a babe renaissance. Yeah, some babe Simpsons memes or babe South Park memes. Let's see. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So that is our review of An Elephant Makes Love to a Pig. I think... What have we, I really enjoyed last week with Big Ale's Big Gay Boat Ride, but I think this one might be my favourite today purely with just how fucking absurd it was. It was just so crazy. <laughs> it was pretty nuts. I, I've got to say, I think I probably prefer Big Gale's yeah, Big Gay Boat was, Ride to what, this. Big Gale's did make me... Uh, it put me in a better mood, I think, Big Gale's Big Gay Boat Ride. It made me feel happy with the world. <laughs> yeah, but certainly a lot, of, uh, a lot of good and fun stuff in this episode. A very, very South Park episode, you might say. All right, Mr. Davis, it's time for a couple of mailbag questions now before we get out of here. All right, the first question here comes from Jessica. Jessica Lanson, she says, do you have any sibling rivalry or sibling fighting stories from your younger years? I remember remember once, so I was a big wrestling fan when I was younger. I still like wrestling, but I was huge into it back when the South Park episode first aired. And we used to have this cubby house, which was up on a stand. So it had steps. You had to climb up to it. It had a little veranda at the front, and then it had the cubby house. And we used to set the trampoline up against the cubby house. And I used to get my sister to lay down. I would like jump off and do the Jimmy Snooker, f- splash off the cage, or off the balcony <laughs> onto my sister on the trampoline, blah, blah, blah. And then there's this wrestler called Jeff Hardy. And he used to have this move called the Swanton Bomb, which was he would stand up on the top rope or on the ladder or whatever and do a forward flip and land on his back on the opponent. So I would do that onto the trampoline, blah, blah, blah. And my sister said, I want to try. So I was like, okay, cool. And she would have been, I want to say maybe six, seven at the time, <laughs> maybe a bit older. <laughs> so I remember, I remember it was a rainy day and she gets up there and in no way did I ever think this is a bad idea. I thought Stacey's trying a, a swan time bomb. But she jumps off, lands on her back and then proceeds to do another forward somersault, hits her stomach on the edge bar of the trampoline. So she's like Ooh. half off, half on does another forward somersault, lands into the ground, and then face straight into a puddle of mud. I remember her just looking up at me going, and it's just water <laughs> and mud pouring out of her mouth, and her eyes are all brown from the mud. And I'm just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. She's like, oh, I'm telling mom. And I'm like, please don't tell mom. <laughs> so that was like my um, sibling, or well, not really looking after oh. my sibling story. What about yourself? You got any stories oh, like that? Oh, God. I only have one story like that, and it pales in comparison to yours. I mean, but uh, and this is only a vague memory because it was a very long time ago, and I probably would have been maybe six or seven. Mm. And my sister, you're the youngest, Red, right? I am the youngest, yes. And there's an eight-year gap between my sister Edwina oh, and my mm. and myself. And being say I'm about six years old, Edwina would be fourteen years old. Now she's a teenager with all that teenage angst. I'm a six-year-old brat. So it's no little. It's no wonder that she probably gave me a very hard shove one day, and I went ass first through an open, uh, through through a closed window, and busted through it the my- glass. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't go all the way through the window. It was like a window at ground level, but I definitely broke it with my butt. <laughs> Wait, window result- at ground level. What window is at ground level? Oh, this was the. It was a seventies kind of house, mate. <laughs> but how is it at like, ground level? Like like floor to ceiling windows. Oh, I get you. But, I get you. I get but, you. Yep, 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 yep. But with bits of wood separating yes, the various yes, of course, panes. Yep. Yes. So this was the ground level one, and um, 
Yeah, I went through it uh, butt first. Wow, wee. Did you hurt your butt? It's still in good working order, so I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question here from Sarah Hodgson says, of the remaining season one episodes, which one are you most looking forward to? All right, let's look oh. up season one. What have we got to come? So next episode, we are going to be reviewing an episode called Death. So there's how many episodes left? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more episodes left in season one. Death is next. the next episode. We've also got Pink Eye. We've got Starvin' Marvin. Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh, Damien, Tom's Rhinoplasty, Rhinoplasty? Yeah. Uh, Mecha Streisand, and Cartman's Mom is a Dirty Slut. I think Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh is the one I'm most looking forward to out of those ones. As well as Cartman's Mom's a Dirty Slut, just because of the... It, it just instilled in my memory of me. I think that was the first time <laughs> my mum realised what South Park actually was. <laughs> like, but I was just so excited for that, that, that cliffhanger. <laughs> but I think Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh is one I'm most looking forward to. What about yourself? I think I'm... I think I'm looking forward to Mecha Streisand. I remember okay. really enjoying that. Um, it's also got a cameo by The Cure in it as well, which I, really? I remember, I don't remember digging. That. Yeah, yeah. So, um, look, there's a lot of. I, I think Damien as well. I thought wasn't too bad, um, but uh, definitely Mecha Streisand. So that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. All righty. Well, thank you for the questions. Don't forget, guys, you can send in your questions to southparkmailbag at gmail.com. We would love to hear from all of you. It doesn't have to be a question. You just let us know what you think about the show. And if you like us too, we'll read out your uh, letter on the air. But we do appreciate you all for tuning in and hopefully enjoying this uh, Going Down to South Park podcast. Please let your friends know if they are South Park fans that this show exists and spread the mm. word is the best way to support the show. You can also support the show by joining the Four Finger Discount family on Patreon at patreon.com slash discount, where for as little as $1 per month, you can not only get access to or early access to this show, but early access to all the other shows we do here in the Four Finger Discount network, including our Simpsons podcast, Four Finger Discount, our Friends podcast, The One About Friends, our Seinfeld podcast, Talking Seinfeld, uh, you got Take It Like a Mandalorian on there as well if you're a Star Wars fan and much, much mm. more. We do a few movie reviews. We also have an exclusive Four Finger Discount Facebook group where Guy and myself jump on every day and have a bit of a banter with our fellow patrons. You also get access into Zoom chats once a month with Guy and myself and much, much more, all for as little as $1 per month. That is literally the best way to support the show and you get a bunch of exclusives in return. Also, yeah. please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. Check us five stars. Leave some few kind words. We'd love to hear what you guys think of the show. But if we could please get some more ratings on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. Help us boost up the rankings. I think we've got eight rankings, at, uh, eight ratings at the moment. We'd love to try and hit 50 as soon as possible. So if you're listening to the show and you have access to Apple Podcasts, please jump, uh, jump on there right now. Check us five stars. And if you could take the time to maybe leave some kind words as well, we'd love to hear from hear what you think, and we will read it out on next week's show. All right, Mr. Davis, as I said, the next episode of Going Down to South Park, we're going to be tackling the episode death. So if you have any death-related questions, send them in, guys, southparkmailbag <laughs> at gmail.com. But for now, Mr. Davis, any final words for those amazing listeners out there? Pig and elephant DNA just won't splice. <laughs>